we live in a capitalistic society, especially, I mean, I think in the world, you know, but especially over here in the United States, you know, so people are used to capitalism and how people approach them with a capitalistic mindset. And, you know, you have some people that are like, oh, boo on capitalism and things, and you want to go against the grain, but then you wonder why you ain't reaching nobody because the people who are thinking of having people who do have a business like mindset or capitalistic mindset, they're the ones reaching the people because the people are of that, they're on that frequency. The secrets of the rap game exposed. This is real rap. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest today, Artonius Setsuna. Let's get it. I was always, like, first off, I was always into, like, funk music. Um, I was always into, uh, well, I, I had to be into gospel music because of where I, you know, how I grew up, with, you know, with my household and all that. Uh, but I was mainly into funk until I heard hip-hop, and it kind of reminded me of funk and jazz a little bit and uh you know when i first heard that i was you know i was so yeah i think the first song i heard was like supersonic um it might be well before that but yeah um you know i I, i've been on that game you know and i was and it's not like i ain't start like producing until i was uh probably like 2005 and that really I've always loved music, and I've always loved different types of music. I've always loved different types of hip-hop, very musical hip-hop, as long as, you know, I could tell it was real and straight from the heart. Um, 2005, I developed video games. I used to have my own video game company, and uh, I used to have, you know, a, a um, music guy on my... Uh, I, I had a uh, music guy on my payroll, and... For a while, I used to have all these ideas for video game music, some, some different melodies and stuff. So at one point, I started creating melodies. I downloaded uh, this this little tool called uh, Fruity Loops, which is that's what it was called at the time, uh, Fruity Loops, and I would you know uh, put down some melodies and stuff. You know, I ain't know nothing about mixing or none of that there, and I would send that to him and he would kind of just build from that concept and for a while I was like man I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm liking expressing myself like this I mean I can see why you know I, I can see why so many people get into this thing um you know just strictly from a hobby point of view I, I was never into make money with it um so I started you know making uh video game melodies and music until around maybe 2008, then I started saying, you know what? I love video game music and I love hip hop. I want to be able to fuse the two and create my own style of hip hop. You know, because I just, I like, I like anything musical as long as it touch people or whatever. So then I started trying to dabble into like 
creating hip hop is. And I think, to be honest, though, I know hip hop is has this raw sound. You know, when it first started out, the, you know, we had nothing else to use. Um, but now I I, I, I realize that hip hop uh, engineering is just as effective with hip hop than any other music. So at the time, I would you know use the same process that I used to do with create video game music. I ain't no mix and none of that. You know, and it wouldn't really, I would always have some kind of tight little melody or some tight drums or something, but it wasn't really hitting, you know, it wasn't hitting people, you know, and I ain't come to find out later the reason why, which engineer, I wouldn't, I ain't have my drums right, because, you know, you got to have drums. So it's just a lot of, a lot of different aspects that I had to figure out along the years, but that's what called me, man. It was, it was that, and I was tired of hearing what was on the radio. I started listening to radio around 2001, wow. 2000 sometime. Yeah, it was, it was early. And, you know, everybody else used to ask me, uh, you know, they used to, used to try to pick on me or whatever. Cause I won't listen to K97.5, 102.1, all them. You know, I would always, uh, I would just have my own little mix CDs. And, uh, you know, I was on that JD tip probably around like 2003. Um, that's when I, I don't. Too many people didn't know about him then. You know now it's, it's this big thing to know Dilla. But back then, you know uh, nobody really, even though he was out well before then. But like when I would play stuff for people, you know they'd be looking at me like I'm weird. You know, but it, it's just funny how it's just funny how it's this big thing now. But anyway, you know I'd be that's who I would be listening to and and Mad Lib and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I stopped listening to that. So that kind of led to why I wanted to start making my own music. I just wanted to have music that I wanted to hear. And, you know, then that led to, uh, maybe I should just upload and see what other people think, you know. And that's when I, you know, it, it took off from there. I started out from uh, this site called Newgrounds.com. That's the first site I ever uploaded music to. And, um, uh, then it went on from there. That's when I went SoundCloud and all that, Facebook and all that. But yeah, that's how it started. All right, well, all right. Now you own your own video game company, okay? Yes. Now, what was that experience like? You know, because uh, you don't hear too many hip hoppers owning video game companies. Exactly, exactly. And that leads me to another point I'll bring up later. But um, as far as the experience, you know. I learned a great deal. Um, I was, how old was I when I started the company? I was uh, around 25 mm -hmm. when I started that company. And um, I was a little overzealous, I think. Um, I was overzealous. I wasn't really patient as I should have been. You know, I was trying to adhere to schedules and things of that, of that nature when it wasn't fully necessary to do so i i kind of burned some bridges because you know i think i think a lot of young people make this mistake we think that we have to be overbearing sometimes and sometimes we we uh think that everything has to happen fast and it doesn't work it's, it's it doesn't work out like that you know everything isn't fast everything isn't like on the movie we have a 30 second montage and everything just works out 
um, there's time that gets put in and you have to be patient with every step that you take. And, you know, I learned that after I had to close United Minds down because uh, it got to a point like when I did close it down, I had I had uh, two games in development. Uh, the one was called Path of Steel. Um, it was basically like a uh, it was a three player game. It was three player side scrolling type game. Excuse me. You had a samurai. You had a kabuki, and you had a female ninja Mm -hmm. and uh you could control all three players and um with with ai and certain things so it was it was that kind of game and i also had a second version of um or a remix version of this game i created called space renegades which is was kind of like space invaders a super space invaders where you can get upgrades and things of that nature so um i had those two in development but you know money start you know, uh, money issues started to come up and I was on a bunch of people, you know, and I even, to be honest, man, um, there was a point where, you know, cause I had, I had, you know, I was a LLC. I was a whole nine, man. I had a tax, had a tax ID number, all that. And, um, somehow, man, I like, there was some fraudulent issues going on, man. And there were a lot of like, uh, accounts opened up in the businesses. Now, I don't even know how it happened, you know. Um, and again, that probably came from ignorance too. Um, and I had a lot of debt, you know, that I had to, uh, a lot of it I had to pay off. It went towards my taxes, you know, and I couldn't really prove that it was, it was fraud, you know. Um, so I, a lot of it, I just had to pay off. And some of it, you know, that it got, it got concluded as fraud. But um, you know, it was a it was a it was a hard lesson to you know, cause I was trying to move too fast, you know. I was trying to move way too fast and you know, I got burnt for it and that's kinda why I had to close it down because I couldn't keep up with all that and then trying to build these games it just yeah, it just wasn't working out and but I value the experience. And when when I first started though, it was very fun because I've always wanted to be a game developer anyway. I was when I was seven I wanted to be a scientist. When I was twelve I wanted to be a game developer and that's why I went to school. And then around twenty one that's when I got into in the web development. Mm-hmm. Um so I kinda come and I, I combined the web development and the game development and kinda did everything on my own. While I also had a full time job as well. So um yeah I'm just, I was just I always always about that but it was very fun i like that I, I always had this idea from the time uh i started i think my senior year in college i had a um there was a there was a video game class that i took and we had to create our own little game and i created a space invaders game and i used you know um at the time i didn't know as much as about sprites and stuff so i did what i could you know, and it turned out pretty good for what it was. And uh, it was a Space Invaders game. I had, like, all these different types of uh, new images and um, items, and they had, like, little upgrades and stuff. And, like, that idea kind of stuck with me, and that's, that was actually the first game that was released. I mean, uh, a better version of it, of course, that was released 
as a uh, as uh, under my company, which was United Minds Games. That was the name of the company, and that came from uh, me working with. Uh, I started it with myself, an artist who lived in the UK, and uh, I had a uh, a uh, composer who lived in uh, in in the US in Illinois. And so I was like, you know, so we're all over the world. We're united. So we're united minds and united minds. That's how that came into existence. So you had, yeah, uh, so you had three employees. Well, two. Yeah. Well, no, well, yeah. three, three, you know, you count yourself. All right. Right. So, right. and you was young and you actually owned a company. Now you just stated you had LLC, um, and everything in order. So this wasn't some bootleg out of your closet, Okay, purple to funk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I got a business, right? right and it's not registered, right. but I got one though. Right. So, so being <laughs> that young, owning your own business, what was that experience like? It was at, at being young and owning that business. Hmm, I have to think about that one because it was. I'm not going to say it was a great feeling. It could have been a great feeling, but because of my ignorance, it was more so a, it it was a little, uh, trying to think of the best word to describe it. Not annoying, I guess slightly annoying. And and I was anxious all the time. Um, It could have been a better experience had I been mentally prepared to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I grew I grew a lot from it. Don't get me wrong, but at the time, um, you know, I think I think it was what I needed to to prepare myself for, you know, where I am now. I think um, it was fun to say, you know, yeah, I own a business and all that, and even actually, I that's uh, that's when I actually started doing the whole um, volunteer things because. Um, there was a, one of the libraries here in, in, in Durham, um, they had, you know, found me, you know, on the business directory or whatever. And they reached out and was wondering if I could, you know, do like little tutorials or do classes, game development classes for kids at the library. So they wanted to have like a little program for the kids. And, you know, and I accepted it. And, um, you know, that was like that part of it. That was the funnest experience ever like i love i love being able to take what i've been able to learn myself teach the kids and also expose the kids because the game the company was a 2d game company it it focused strictly on 2d because i was trying to you know bring that love back everybody was so focused on 3d um so to expose them to the 2d environment we used to you know at first we would have a class on, you know, we actually build a build a little small game from beginning to end, and I would show them the different steps and what to look out for. I even I even talked to them about business strategies and used to bring books for them to read, and uh, you know, allow them to check out and stuff on like different indie game business tips, all kinds of things. And um, after class, we would play some two D video games. On uh, on on the projector or whatever. So I would have uh, you know some Super Nintendo games, Nintendo Genesis games, and they would play games from there. And they loved it. You know, they had such a great time. We would do a tournament, and um, 
Yeah, it was it was a big hit, man. I used to, I used to love doing it. That was like the funnest part of the whole business experience, I think. Um, at the time, because again, I was unseasoned. So, well, see, that's, that's now, now that you are seasoned and you've learned from your mistakes, would you yeah. go back and try it again? Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know about the gaming aspect. But uh, having my own business again, yes. Um, you but, know, I'm, but why I'm not definitely... the, why not the gaming aspect? Um, because like I guess because I've moved on to other things. Maybe down the line, once I've tackled a few things that I want to tackle, like with engineering, and, and um, I want to be uh, in a better spot financially, um, to where I don't need loans and things of that nature. Um, there, there's just some things that I want to kind of build past before I go back to that. Cause I mean, I still, I still have a love for it for sure. Um, yeah, I just want to be in a, a different, in a better spot, um, financially and mentally and time wise. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so much, so many other things that I got to kind of tackle first before I can get back to it. But I do want, I do want to get back to it, and really, I, I really do want to finish those two games at least. I would love to be able to do that, especially with with the knowledge that I have now. I, you know, I would really be able to do some really good things with with uh, with those games, you know. And I, I, man, I know so many so many more composers and producers now. You know, it's ridiculous. So, you know, on that aspect, on the artist aspect. You know, I'm definitely in a better place uh, connection-wise, too. Now, you know, I've told you uh, before we started this interview, like, uh, when, I, when I do interviews with guests, you know, as I'm sitting here looking at Adobe Edition, okay, I'm learning yeah. your story as you're telling the story. Now, since you owned a business, okay, and you understand what it takes to run a business... <clears throat> All right. Yeah. And thus the cuz you're you was in a creative business. Okay? This wasn't like you was just making like rivets or screws or something like that. This is something that took a lot of thought and energy and time and planning. So how does yeah. running a business translate into creating music for people to listen to? Oh man. Um it's it's really it's 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 an equal it's an equal relationship I think. Um, because you have to, like with business, you have to study the market. You have to study. study wait wait a minute. What's the study thing? I thought you just, uh, <laughs> you know, you just get up one morning, you know, brush your teeth, wash your face and bang, you ready. What's the study? <laughs> What's the study you speak of? Oh man, dude. Um, you know, you got to, you got to be able to, you know, do some research, you know, even, do some surveys, man. Go out, do some surveys, like uh just kinda get a get a frame of where people's minds are when it comes to whatever you're trying to provide um with with the business. Same with music. You know, you want to you want to know if your expression, your 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 version of expression is even gonna reach people if you're try if that's your goal to reach people. So you, you, you want to know if that's even gonna happen. You know, so you have to kind of figure out where their minds are and 
you know, that's the same with business, number one. Number two, you know, you have to arrange whatever you're trying to do in a way that is, excuse me, a professional package. You can't just... Professional. (laughs) See, here you go with these big words, man. You talk about study. (laughs) That's a big word. And now pro, 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 yeah, professional. What's this? Yeah, professional. Um, Yeah, man, I mean... (laughs) That that's what you got to know. You have to know those kind. You can't just say, "Oh man, yeah, I, I'm making beats today," and you just make something and upload it, and everybody just gonna hear it. It don't work like that, you know. And people have it, it, there's so many, especially the internet, man. It's flooded with people who have that kind of mindset. Make thirty beats a day. Want to do a mass upload on SoundCloud of all that they've made today. And um, ain't put no kind of thought into it. Ain't tried to make sure it sounded good. They're only looking. They're only looking at it from oh, it sounds good to me, which might not even sound good, you know, because we're basing it off your ear. We don't even know how good your ear is. So it's like you have to study what a what people like, what sound people relate to, like how how. Uh, fresh does the kick need to sound? How fresh do the other instruments need to sound? Like how, what kind of arrangements do people seem to to uh, listen to and kind of uh, kind of uh, reach out to, um, or respond to that that kind of stuff? You have to you have to study those kind of things. I mean, because when I first when I first start uploading on the web, I used to do the same thing. I was like, you know, how come these people just don't un- just understand that? You know, this is just my expression. You know, and I had to learn that it's not that people don't want to hear your or hear your music or, you know, want to understand you or whatever kind of BS you think of. Um, Sometimes it's how you package your product, you know, and they're looking and sometimes a first impression, you know, that can make or break your relationship with uh, a customer. You know, Uh, okay, okay, let me stop because you're using too many words. (laughs) <laughs> okay y- you talked about packaging product relationship with a customer so you're trying to tell us right now this music thing is a business this this isn't it about is. that this isn't about you just expressing yourself and you know uh i i get on the mic you know i'm just super nice and all this stuff because um you're you're talking about formulas. You're talking about data. Uh, you 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 you're you're saying too many words here, man. You're you're not coming on right now. I want to hear from you how great you are, how you know, and and just how easy it is to put your music out there. You're talking about working stuff, man. What who who you think you is, bruh? <laughs> I am a, I am the messenger of the world. <laughs> hey, you're, the me- and, Hold on, you're the harbinger of death. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know, um, look, man, you sound like the calmer version of me. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I know that you say the phrase. <laughs> I get a lot. I get a lot of. I get a lot of my tips from you, believe it or not. <laughs> and that's real talk, man. But um, you know, um, 
we live in a capitalistic society, especially, I mean, I think in the world, you know, but especially over here in the United States, you know, so people are used to capitalism and how people approach them with a capitalistic mindset. And, you know, you have some people that are like, oh, boo on capitalism and things, and you want to go against the grain, but then you wonder why you ain't reaching nobody because the people who are thinking of having people who do have a business like mindset or capitalistic mindset, they're the ones reaching the people because the people are of that, they're on that frequency. Mm. You know, they're on that um, McDonald's commercial that, that tries to use fresh beef in their commercials knowing that they don't. You know, so it's like um, they're on that. They're on those commercials that use the like specific type of coloring to make food just look like it's just genetically impossible for it to look like that. And then it looks so good on TV or you're in the grocery store and you're looking at a, uh, frozen dinner box of, uh, Stouffer's or something. And, you know, they got the meatloaf looking like grandma's meatloaf and it just bakes so perfectly. And then you open the pack and the pack don't look nothing like the front of it. You know what I'm saying? Like we live in that. <laughs> you know so, so, so you're telling us this is what you're saying. All right, because we live in this society, there's certain rules that make this society run, mm-hmm. and thus you need to understand as an artist, aka business owner, how to package mm-hmm. and market your product to the masses. Yes. Okay, yeah. show's over. Thank you for coming out. God bless. Good night. This show's <laughs> over. But this time you won't be lying. Your your product to be real. You know, what you're advertising is going to look exactly like the product that you give them. But you got to have the, you have to advertise the product to make it look good. You can't just upload an MP3 and, you know, it's just, and, and share it on Facebook. You know, and it's just supposed to reach everybody now. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, wait. Now, you said capitalism, right? Last time I checked, capitalism takes money. Yeah. Okay. So, so not only do you have to do all this work, thus you have to get the capital to put your product out so people can actually receive your product. And thus, not only receive your product, also, too, they start giving you money in return. Yes, that's how you make you. That's how you make your money back. You oh, spend money to make money. I know people don't like that, but you spend <laughs> money to make money. You do. You have to. <laughs> I mean, that's an old saying right there. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Now. Yeah. Okay. So, so you need money, but let, let's take this back a little bit. Okay. Now, as you said, you was uh, developing your games, and also to you, you you jumped on good old Fruity Loops, and uh, you start doing melodies, and then you came into this nasty little world of mixing. Mm, yes. All right. Which you know, and you know, I have to say, because of uh, talking to you, hanging out with you, you have turned my mix game around a total one eighty. Okay, I I've noticed the difference. Uh, I understand how your mix can make or break your tr- song, your track, whatever you're doing. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, now, just discuss the importance of this because a lot of people, and I've noticed, like, um, you have some people who mix very well. Then you have like these people who just make their track and throw it up on the uh, internet. Now, and they, and then they speak in forked tongue out of one breath. Oh, I'm just doing this for the love. Oh, love, 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 love. Then they'll say things like, "Well, no one's checking me out." I ain't making no money from this. Okay, you see the dichotomy here. Yes. Yes. And they don't realize the difference. Like what we we always talk we always talk all day about you know how the radio music is trash and you know how mainstream is so trashy. Yet people are still listening to it. They still get money. They still. Uh, have shows they're still on tv they're, i mean because if, if it's so trashy it shouldn't be as popular as it is it should not be trashy popular music so when you think about that you have to think about okay why is it still popular if it's trashy you know is it the people are just dumb and just don't know music or is there a certain aspect of that trashy music excuse me, that actually gets to the people. Like, if you go to the club and you turn on one of them little mainstream songs, chances are it's going to knock correctly in that club. You're going to feel the bass. You're going to hear the highs. You're going to hear it all in the club. Now, let's, let's, let's go to one of your songs that you quote-unquote produced and... Just up and just uploaded as an MP3. Let's play that song in the club and see if you get the same experience. That should tell you right there. Oh, that's if you epic don't get fail. that same experience. Huh? That's <laughs> yeah, a, you know, <laughs> you know that's an epic fail because you, you now I had to learn how to mix. All right, because you know I'm making my beats. To me, look when I first start mixing, mixing was pretty much dude turn up the bass. Turn up my snare and hi-hat, and there you go. All right? And then as I was going to other producers and listening to other music, I, you know, then I compared mine to theirs. Mine was not on the same sonic level. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't. And, and I was feeling, and I hate this phrase, I was feeling some type of way. I'm going to tell you that type of way I was feeling. I was feeling depressed. I don't get yeah. that sound. I want that yeah. sound. So thus, that got me into mixing. Okay, and, and I know that when you properly mix and master, because uh, there's this contingent out there that don't want to actually put the money down to get their songs mastered. Yes. Actually, yes. they want to mix at home and their mixing skills suck, and they don't even want to pay for, uh, you know, actually to properly get their product out there. All right, what mm -hmm. you, you said, we live in, uh, you know, capitalism USA, so that takes money. And I've noticed there's people who don't want to put money behind them. They don't want to put their own money behind themselves. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they don't want to study. They don't want to do the hard work that it takes to be the next so-and-so. Exactly. That's a young mindset, though. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we want to be the next so-and-so, but again, we want the 30-second montage to happen, and we're just there. 
um, it doesn't work out like that, you know. And I wanted to be the next EA EA Games or whatever. I wanted to be the next Konami, you know, Capcom, you know. But my mind wasn't there, you know. I was, even though I always, I was never the type that didn't believe in putting in work. I always put in work. But at the same time, I wasn't patient with it either, you know. So, but you can't, you can't get into this expecting a quick result. You know, you, um, I, I talk to so many people, man, where all they say is, well, you know, I upload the song and I shared it. And I'm, I don't know why, you know, it's not getting the plays that I wanted to get. Shared it where, you know, you just, you just made one share on Facebook where everybody, who, who, who listens to people on Facebook every day because people too busy talking on Facebook. No one listens. What? Hell, what? Listen. Who does that? You know? All they do is talk. So you're going to have to get it in front of more people than just Facebook, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, But even when you get it in front of people, it has to sound good. It has to, it has to be sonically right. It has to match at least the sonic level of what they're typically used to, which is the pop music. So You know, if you... No, so this is pretty much like food because uh, you made the fast food analogy. All right, now yeah. when we study fast food, there there's a certain science behind it, which I try to explain people. Like the three things that make food taste good is salt, sugar, and fat. Yes. Okay. And when yeah. you go to fast food, trust me, it's over salted, over sugared, and over uh, uh, fat. All right. Yeah. And this is and also too there's a look, there's an aesthetic to it that um people like and also too it's easy to consume and easy to get to. Yeah. Highly easy. Okay. Like their mixing game because when you create food, you actually got to mix the food together. Their mix game is on point. Yes. On point. All right. So when you're coming into this music thing, you have to properly mix your product together correctly. Yeah. To get the full effect. So when you start mixing and and uh, then once you uh, became, you know, you took it to the next step of mastering, what were some of the key things that you learned in that journey, in that process? One of the biggest things that I learned was... Uh, Levels. One of the, one of the biggest things I learned is the DB levels that you look for. Number one, red does not equal good. <laughs> Going in the red, you know, because I when I first started, man, you know, I used to have this philosophy. Oh man, I'm in the red, man. I'm good. Red, good. Oh man, my speaker's rattling, you know, and not realizing it's rattling because it's not enough frequency to fluctuate the speaker in a good manner. You know, but you think, oh, man, my speaker's rattling. I must be doing something right. No. You know, so um, that's one thing I learned. Uh, The DB level, um, DB level and your your perceived loudness level. Uh Those are two different things. You, you You might have a song that's at zero DB, you know, but the perceived loudness might be... Negative twelve dB. So you're wondering, like, okay, is that is that um, zero dB? But how come it's not all that loud? What's wrong with it? You know, 
that's why you, you have to understand the mechanics between those two. Um, you know, compression when used correctly is very good when it comes to um, bringing those two levels together to the point you still have some kind of dynamic. Dynamics, something I learned and some people need to look into. Um, you know, a frequent uh, EQ, definitely EQ. I mean, that's that's like the bare minimum is EQ and making sure that, you know, your different instruments and things are on each channel because each channel represents uh, a signal of uh, frequencies that come through it. So if you got too many uh, sounds coming into one channel, they're all going to beat up on each other before you can even mix them. So you have to spread them out. So each channel can be designated for that particular signal. Um, some other things that, that I, that I had to make sure I understood, uh, with mixing, um, low end, uh, the, the frequency spectrum, basically get to know that, get to know like what, which instruments are better suited for a certain level of frequency frequencies. For example, you know, like you got your kicks, right? The kicks, um, depending on how bassy you want the kicks, you know, the, the, let's say 75 down to 20, uh, 20, uh, Hertz level. That's going to be your sub sound, your sub level sound. That's going to give you that, that boom that you want. But if you also want the kick to be heard in like little speakers, as far as at least the top end of the kick, um, you're going to need at least from 150 to maybe 500 or something like that. Okay, uh, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Look. I heard you laughing. First yeah. of all, okay, like that low, it's just called turn it up. Okay, <laughs> you put everything low in the same spectrum. Okay, until your speaker goes, that's good. Okay, your, your mid is whatever. Okay. And then that high, you do whatever, turn it up, okay, until it's all nice and red. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, and it's not even like you know pulsating, okay. When you look at your meter, nah. it's, it doesn't even pulsate. It's just one straight line. Uh. <laughs> That's how I used to do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. yeah, I'm sitting back here giggling because you, you know, you exposed me. I mean. I admit it, like, I, no, it had to be loud, it had to be obnoxious, had to be real heavy. Okay, I, you know, when yeah. I first started producing, I did not deal in a high. My high was the hi-hat. Oh, wow. That was my high, okay? You know, I was Mr. Mid and Low and, you know, so subsonic that only a dog or cat could hear it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. But now, see, now you brought up frequencies. All right. The yeah. mid, lows, and highs. Explain to the audience, all right, um, the importance of tuning those frequencies and what tuning those frequencies mean to the listener. Because there, there's a secret science behind that. All right. We're going to take a quick TV timeout. Let me clarify something. In this segment, we're going to discuss frequencies. 
All right, misspoke real quick. Okay, the numbers are 440 and 432. That is 440 hertz, 432 hertz, ladies and gentlemen. He misspoke. So I don't want to get any emails about, yeah, he's given the incorrect information. And with these frequencies, this is why you complain about the music that you still listen to, that you complain about, because you like it. They're waxing our brains. They're programming us, ladies and gentlemen. We're being programmed. So we're going to deprogram you. Back to the show. If anyone has the time, look up 428. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a tune that, that number one, um, is, is very good with radio frequencies. Um, it's a tune that people are, their frequencies are kind of tuned to to be able to receive the music better. Um, when you... You can even tell when you tune something to 428 or to a, uh, a different tune. And when I say 428, that means, let's say you have a uh, you have a sine wave and you're pressing the A key for that sine wave. You're tuning that uh, sine wave to where at the 420 hertz area of the frequency, A is supposed to sit at that 420. Um, so that's basically what tune hit means. Um, one thing, one thing people need to realize, number one, frequencies can either replenish or damage you. Um, you know, there are certain, there are a bunch of, uh, weapons out there, you know, that, that use super low frequencies and super high frequencies at the same time to harm a person's body. Like police have these kind of things. They want to be control the crowd. You know, they have this they have this microphone that they you know, and they've got this super low frequency to shut people up and kind of harm them. So they, they ain't trying to kill them, but they can harm them to the point that they stop doing whatever they're trying to do, like riot and things of that nature. They have those kinds of things. And same when it comes to these music. That's why it's so important that, you know, your music is tuned right, it's hitting the right frequencies because we're all frequency and if you want a person to respond to your music, which is frequency in itself, you're going to have to be speaking in their frequency. And right now, the frequency that everybody's on is at least on 428. Um, at least. So, you know, it's it's very important that you that you look at those kind of things, and even if even if you know you just ain't about that, you just want to create, then hire somebody who's gonna look at that kind of stuff. Like, don't just not think about it because it has to be thought of if you really want your music to reach people. It has to be. That so, it's just it's a part of the equation. So you're telling uh, our uh, lovely audience here on Real Rap that. We're being programmed through frequencies. Exactly. An audio frequency can make you uh, feel energetic, feel inspired, mm -hmm. but yet can uh, feel depressed, feel destructive. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that what you're telling us? See, that sounds like something from the tinfoil news, you know, you know, straight from the basement. <laughs> I mean, what's you? When you think of, when you think of all these different all these different genres of music, you know, you got country music, R&B, you got hip hop, you got rap, 
you got uh, rock and roll. Like usually, let's say, like when you want, when you're sad and you know you eat cookie dough because your girl left or something. What do you turn on? You don't turn on. You don't turn on hip hop unless you mad, you know. Um, but if you sad and sitting in the corner and you know just contemplating life, you turning on some R and B. So slow playing R and B, even 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 though you might not want to admit it, but you turn on some slow playing R and B or some or some kind of country, you know, something something slow and and painful. And the reason it's painful, it ain't just because of the words. It's because of the music, too. The music the music that's accompanying the word. unless you listen to an acapella, the music accompanying the words are, are adding to that experience. And, and those are the frequencies that's added to that experience. It's accentuating that sadness that you already feel. So you're talking about the inner frequency also of the human being. Yeah, uh, the inner and outer frequency is coming together to either enhance or dissipate the feeling. Exactly. 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 So, so then th- that kind of goes into kind of like um, when we watch things uh, on television on uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, go that goes into the fl- uh, flicker rate. Because of how the human eye and mind perceives this information. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're telling us we're some sort of um, receiver, if you will, like kind of like uh, a radio. Okay, the radio oh, yeah, receives yeah. that frequency, processes it so you can hear it. So definitely. So so definitely. so that's a very powerful tool. So in saying that, um, so. You're going down, I see we were about to go down this path of um, life and death is in the tongue. Because whenever you get on the mic and you say certain things, you have the ability to move people. Um, mm-hmm. Like some of the greatest speeches was, um, I'll use three people. All right, Malcolm X, when you listen to a mm-hmm. Malcolm X speech, he was very powerful, Very he moved you. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King. Is another one very powerful. He moved you. Mm-hmm. Adolf mm-hmm. Hitler, mm-hmm. very powerful. He moved a nation. Mm-hmm. So, as mm-hmm. an artist, you have that ability to put information, download certain information to your audience to make them do and act in a certain way. Am I wrong for saying this? No, you are not. No, you are not. I mean, what's the difference between what's the difference between those those three people that you name as opposed to you giving your little spill on Facebook? <laughs> what's the difference? Like, number one, they weren't posting on Facebook. They were in front of crowds. Number two, they used different pitches. Like it won't just them just, you know, just talking. You know, and, and it just moved somebody. Like they were just talking to somebody uh in the store. You know, it was, they were speaking, they were, their voices were changing up and down, their, they used force behind uh, keywords, you know, that's, that's, that's how you did it, that's how you expressed it, that's called expression, you know, you're, you're using, you're still, you, even though you don't have music behind you, you're still using pitches from your larynx 
<laughs> you know, to express your words that's going to reach people. So you're that's saying the human so voice is an instrument? Yes. Yes. As of right now, I am I am using a particular pitch. Now, I don't know it right. I don't know what it is, but I'm using the pitch right now. My voice is at a certain pitch. Mm. Yeah, I'm using a certain you know. pitch too. Yeah, it's at a pitch. And then you know, you once, and then once this show's over, I'm gonna go in and mix it and make sure it sounds right. So when someone listens to the podcast, it's aesthetically pleasing to the ear. It doesn't sound yeah. like, you know, uh, I don't know, like we was in the basement somewhere. Or I actually may do that, you know, because I do like playing with pitches and stuff. Yeah. You know, it gives texture, it gives a certain dynamic, a certain feel. Yeah, it does. So so you're telling us, long story short, is uh, the music that we consume, and particularly from the industry, is being created for us to consume it better and for them to give us certain messages such as, oh, I don't know. Let's get turned up every day. Let's smoke weed every day. Uh, let's go chase a couple bitches. Let us have, uh, you know, sex all the time, you know, and not think about the ramifications of it. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, shoot, shoot up the club, shoot up the neighborhood. Uh, be super hardcore gangster type. But then on the flip side, you have like, I, I like to call it Linus music, you know, uh, where you're just always sad, depressed, complaining about something. Uh, you don't give any any clarity, any plan on how to get out of your funk, but yet just continually live in your funk and bathe in it. So is that what you're telling us right now that, that uh, is being played with this music? Oh, man. Yes. And y'all ain't shit. Yeah. You know y'all ain't shit. <laughs> that's number one. Y'all ain't shit, man. And uh, and just own up to it and everything will be better. You know? That's it. All that. All that. That's basically what we get. We get that all day, man. All day. And it ain't cool to be smart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't cool to, it ain't cool to um, be a scientist and think of Science is outside of the five percent nation. You know what I'm saying? It ain't cool to do that. Um, Look, man, I know the knowledge yeah. of the gods. Okay, I know. I know the I knowledge. Know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, if you if you talking any science outside of that, oh, it ain't cool, man. It ain't cool to do that. What you talking about? You know, I heard I heard this. It was this. Uh, it was a video of uh, Lord Jamar. Lord, Lord Jamar and uh, DJ Vlad, they were talking about Easy e and talking about, you know, the whole AIDS conspiracy. And one thing Lord Jamar brought up, it was like, you know, um, you know, some stuff we just don't really know as far as, you know, the blood and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, where are the microbiologists and hip hop? And I was like, ex-, you know, and when I heard that, I was like, exactly, because I don't think we... I don't even think we really uh, show appreciation for that. You know what I'm saying? If there are any, they, they don't, they're in hiding or they they don't feel like it's relevant to even mention because he's going to look at them sideways, you know? Um, and I even made a comment on the video. Of course, nobody said nothing about it. 
But you know, um, that's 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 we 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 don't we don't we don't think of those kinds of uh, those kinds of things. You know, we're the doctors. You know, the doctors and the now we 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 might we might uh, be good with the lawyer stuff and the law. You know, but like we're the doctors that all can also create if used correctly. You know. Um, not any kind of doctor and not any kind of scientist, but um, just knowing the knowledge of just having some kind of smarts because you can use science in so many different ways. Yeah, we just don't, we just, we just don't embrace that as much as we should, I think. Hell, even the uh, science of money. I mean, because we, you right. know, we, we, we've yeah. touched on that because there are the economists, you know, uh, the accountants, um, just the science of how we live okay outside of just going to work and paying your light bill and getting turned up you know uh even i have to say like you know hip-hop uh in many there there's still many levels of hip-hop that is still untapped that we're not discussing you know yeah. as a community <laughs> you know um and, you know, being uh, a scientist isn't cool. Because, look, when I was a kid, right, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a scientist. Also, too, mm-hmm. I wanted to be James Bond. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to be the super spy. Like, you know. But just, um, you know, in in our culture, and particularly black culture, we do not promote certain trains of thought. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're a nerd. You're weird. You're a geek. That ain't cool. But yet the world we live in, you know, because I've said this many times before, it's the geeks and nerds and the smart people who run the world. Name one idiot that is running something effectively. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Hmm. And of course, you know, you're acting white. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, acting. <laughs> and my personal favorite, you talk white. Yeah. Yeah. You talk like a fucking buffoon. Pardon my French. I had to say when that a couple us, times. It's us who who came up like that's what I'm saying. Like it's us who came up with all the stuff that we consider white. If we came up with that shit, mm. you know, we came up with it. You know, science, all that. We can't we can't be talking about you know, uh, I'm in raw and all that and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't on one side talk about that, and on the other side say you acting white because uh, you want to consider some type of science, you know, or, or some math. Man, you like math, you know. I like math. It's, math's important. Yeah. You know why math's important? Yeah. Because it's like, look, I got rent, so I better <laughs> learn some math. Like, okay, right. my rent is seven hundred. Okay, I only got three. Okay, I'm in a deficit. Mm-hmm. I better learn some math. I mean, you know, learn something. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know, like, because, uh, you know, I get in trouble for saying certain things. And, you know, I don't, I don't care. But sometimes, like, our own stereotype, we love blaming the evil white man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, white man this, white man that. But at times, we perpetuate that stereotype yes and we take glory in that stereotype yes and if you deviate from that stereotype those who uphold that stereotype will now attack you 
You're yes. white. You act white, talk white, blah. You're not down for the struggle. You're a cornball. You're a coon. You're a sellout. But I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to use what I know to be of, of use. Like, me just sitting here talking all the time, how useful is that? Mm. You know, uh, having something concrete to offer, I think that's a lot more useful than just sitting there talking all day, every day. You know? I know what you're about to say, because you said it five times yesterday. I already know, you know? But having something concrete to actually offer you and to hand you something that you can actually hold in your hand and say, man, right, this is really going to help me. Fully. You know? Um, the, the, the kind of mindset you need in order to offer those things most people consider acting white, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not like, um, it's not like, uh, let's see. I mean, what, what do people consider that? Like just speaking a certain way, being able to communicate correct English. And I know that's not our, that the English is not our primary language. I know we come from all kinds of different types of more, direct languages and more precise languages. I understand that English is a very bastardized chimeric language. But at the same time, that's what everybody uses right now. So you're going to have to at least be able to speak it in order to get what you need in this area. You know, especially in this world. You're going to have to at least know it. You're going to have to know it. So, <sighs> crap. Um, Larry, I'm getting a call. I, I, you, man, I'm sorry to put you on hold. All right, put me on hold. No, it's all good. See, see, okay, see. Right, yeah, no. see, that's the edit part. <laughs> okay, good. All right. All right. Hold on, hold on. All right. You know, but... Yeah. All right, let me ask you this, right? Okay. All right, you got this little, uh, I don't know, is it a television show, internet show? What is it? This, uh, what's it called? Uh, Reanimix thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's going on with this Reanimix thing, man? Why did All you right. decide to create it? You know, I was trying to think of ways, because again, um, our, you know, this whole approach of, oh, let's just upload stuff to SoundCloud and, and share it on social media. It's getting a bit old. I would think that people would pick on the fact that it, it's, it's getting old, but apparently not. And it's oversaturated. You know, the, the world and the Internet is oversaturated with people who think that, oh, if I just upload it and share it, you know, that's all I need to do. And I'm, tr- I was trying to think of different ways to be able to reach other markets outside of just doing that. Uh, and um, oh, real quick, here you go with that word again, multi-silk market. <laughs> hey, it matters. You know what I'm saying? Um, and anybody, anybody who says that it doesn't matter is fooling themselves. You know, you need to stop. You, you the you the main one hurting the game right now. Like anybody who feels like, oh man, I shouldn't have to do that to be hurt. You was you was messing up everything. You need to leave, or at least come back and change your mind and come back. You know what I'm saying? But you was messing shit up. 
You know what I'm saying? And um, you were a part of the problem, dude. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to provide a way to be able to showcase the music to the anime crowd because to to be honest, man, I think I think the anime crowd is a lot more faithful and a lot more a lot more into showing love than the hip hop crowd. And I say that because I think in the hip hop crowd we're so focused on being heard that we don't we don't listen to anybody. Like, um, unless unless we know them personally or something, unless we've already built a quote unquote musical relationship with somebody, chances are like most people don't always go out looking for new music or or even their um friends on social media that social media, they don't typically go out to see what their other friends are doing to get an idea of where their mind is. The first thing they do when they log on to a social media site is to post something. And most of the time, they might just leave soon after they post and just leave, you know? Um, so no one is like really, everybody just wants to be heard, but they don't want to listen. So, but with the anime crowd, you know, you got mass shoot, like the comic heads and anime and, you know, you got cosplay. You got people who are really dedicated to anime, like Naruto, the Naruto's and uh, One Pieces and all of them. And they got show, some a lot of shows I don't even know, but people are dedicated to that and games. They're they're dedicated to video games. You know, just to, I think there's just a, a larger market to to. Uh, yeah, I know I can say it, but a larger, a larger fan base that could be reached, you know, using anime. So that's why I decided to perfectly try to blend indie music and anime together, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so basically, it'll be like you're watching an episode of anime right now. We're we're uh, doing the show Basilisk. Um, you're, so you're watching an episode of Basilisk, Basilisk, but in the background, you're hearing some music from some fantastic indie artists who, you know, might not have the shine they need, you know, but they got fantastic music, you know, and, um, it's, it's the best of both worlds. You might, you might go there just to hear the music, or you might go there to, uh, to watch the anime and get some musical intake, or you might just go there for both, you know, so, um, that's kind of that's kind of what that is, and and you know I just came up with the idea. I did some studying on how to how to make it happen. I figured out a way to make it happen, and I just went from there. Went from there, man, and I, I really did do it. It's very fun. Number one, I don't have to wait on people. You know, I'm just uh, I try to I, I you know I have a large supply of music that I save and, you know, I add to on a weekly basis. And uh, while I'm watching episode, um, sorry, this woman, I don't know why she decided to park right beside me, almost in my car. Um, while I'm watching the episode, you know, I, I find different songs that match the vibe of each scene in the episode, you know. And so I, I try. I really do try to make it as if you're watching anime, 
and you're watching a polished product of an anime episode with some music behind it, you know, like any normal um, TV ep- or TV show or anime show. So, so you just, so you're just not taking for. just anything and slapping it together and calling it good. Nah, nah, you can't do that. Uh, see, here you go with this method. Uh, you know, you brought up that evil word again, market. <laughs> okay, which goes into that other evil word, capitalism. And you throw, and you just threw cats under the bus for jumping on social media just to post something and be out. Yeah. Okay, first of all, dude, who is you? Don't you know I'm a star? You're a star. Okay, you're just supposed to throw it up there and step away and be like, oh, I'm great. Okay, you're not supposed to sit there. Oh, and I don't know. Be part of, you know, it's called social media. Okay, so social means you have to interact with people, right? Media is to announce who you are and what your, what your, pardon my French, I'm going to use a P word, product is. Okay, and how your product can make a person's life just a little bit better, a little bit more entertaining. Okay, and especially when you jump on, oh, I don't know, what's that thing called, Facebook? Okay, and instead right. of just posting your own post all the time, how about when you see someone else, you jump on their post, leave a comment, hit the like button. Exactly. I, oh, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why that's so far fetched, man. It's like, and and shame on me for thinking that way. You know. Uh, I'm the bad guy here, you know. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't expect, you know, uh, to, I don't know, uh, converse with people on a social network, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. You shouldn't converse. Okay, see, look, let me tell you how to do the social media thing, right? Boom. Okay, you're art. Okay, you're great. Okay, you just come on, drop your stuff and leave and be like, yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm the cat's meow. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> y'all need me you know what I'm saying yeah I don't need y'all you y'all need me <laughs> you know I'm the reason y'all wake up every day you know yeah so how many episodes of um, Reanimix you got and uh, also uh, to uh, where can people find Reanimix alright uh, right now the current episode uh uh, episode number twelve. Um, we got we got a new showing uh, Tuesday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's one. That's when we do our showings. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to uh, www.tindex. That's t i n d e x t v dot com, and that stands for the Indie Exchange Television, which is basically a uh, internet network that I'm trying to build. You know, that's, well, not trying. It's an internet network and, uh, you know, basically focused on the indies, you know, um, because we need more people who are focused on that. I mean, we don't, I was just, I was just uh, watching a video the other night where we were talking about how, you know, you have channels like MTV and BET who were, you know, so famous for, basically getting getting uh music music in, in front of people. That was you know, like their main job. And now they don't even do that anymore. 
you know. Um, yeah, they do everything they else any, but music. Yeah, and that's that's what put them on the map was music, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, so we, I, I just, I feel we need something like that for indies who who really, you know, want to uh, do things with their life, you know, and we just don't have that. And I know that Tindex probably isn't going to be the end-all, be-all. There are so many other people out here who, uh, you know, have radio shows and, and things of that nature. So I get that. I, I, I also think, though, that, you know, all these little indie radio shows and stuff out, you know, we need to kind of combine our efforts. But, again, that's, I know that's speaking heresy. But, yeah, I mean, that's... We, the goal is to have something tangible and you know, we don't have anything tangible yet. Mm-hmm. We got got a lot of different agendas that need to kind of coincide until we can have something uh, tangible to hand people. But yeah. You know what? First of all, I would like to thank you, sir, for coming on the show. You've dropped a lot of <coughs> science. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and also too, you know, it's it's cool because you know, just to let everybody know, look, I talk to Art a lot. All right, so like, yeah, this interview technically for me wasn't an interview. It's just like, yeah, all right, go talk, dude. You know, but um, but before we leave, uh, yeah, do me a favor, let everybody uh, know where they can find you on uh, social media platforms. Okay, you know, the best way to find me is to uh, basically do a search for Reanimix TV um, on Google. Um, I'm at um, Facebook. I have a page on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash Reanimix TV. That's R-E-A-N-I-M-I-X TV. There are no dashes or anything. It's Reanimix TV. Same goes for Twitter. I'm on there as well. And uh, I also have a a page on uh, SoundCloud, but it's under my Artonius sets in the name, but probably Reanimix is probably the best bet if you want to stay up to date on what's going on with uh, Reanimix. There's newsletters that you can sign up for um, on the website. You know, you have an opportunity to kind of get an idea to, as to what Reanimix really does, because sometimes it's easier to just see than hear me explain it. So there's a little uh, one uh, one in a probably like one and a half minute commercial that kind of gives you a brief idea of what it does and what it is. So yeah, just check it out. Check us out, man. Show love. And, uh, we, we're, all I say is support yourself. You know, only you can support you because Reanimix isn't about me. It's about you and getting you out there. So when you support Reanimix, you're supporting yourself. That's who's getting the love. My name is Artonia Setsuna, and this is Real Rap. This is Real Rap. Everything said in this podcast lecture series is that of Dan Status and Artonia Setsuna. You know the drill by now. Use this as long as it's free. But if you're going to use any snips, clips, segments of this show, you got to get permission. Because guess what? This is capitalism. Because if you're selling it, you get you capitalize on what we did, so we want our cut. Studioworkmedia at gmail.com, ladies and gentlemen. Studioworkmedia at gmail.com. As we roll out this track right here, Intergalactic Hustle 
off the album Conglomerate by Melodious Sovereigns. Bandcamp is where you find it. Type it up in Google, type it up in Bandcamp, boom, download it, boom. Artonius and my man Next One, which he's gonna be on the show, produces. I love this. But I need y'all to do me a favor. Crowdfunding time, and this is like real easy. Just share the show, like, comment, all that good stuff. Share it with people, man. Share it with the whack dudes because they need to hear this. Remember, we're being programmed, so now it's time for us to deprogram ourselves. I love you people. I love the new listeners. I love the usual cast of characters who listen to the show each and every week. I'm Dan Status. This is Real Rap. Welcome back, Art One. Thanks. It's good to be back. Would you like for me to warm up the particle transporter? Nah. I think I'll walk. <laughs>